let's testify and give glory to God. Who'd like to go first? Yeah, I want to thank the Lord for the breath of life, for his spirit, for his guidance, for carrying me throughout, uh, and for all the knowledge we are getting from this group. I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank the Lord for the powerful session last week, brother. Um, and the, for the, what brother Russell also added to it the next day. And the verse that really touched me was, the phrase that touched me was, what you do not know will not work for you. That line I was really pondering over last week. Uh, and the, the scripture that came to mind was Hosea 4.6. Yeah. So I... I, did, I was really reflecting on that line, and I was uh, I mean, when I was writing to it, was thinking about it. Uh, it was true in all the aspects, brother. Because uh, I was when, when when you take in this field of education, uh, we we want we specialize. We don't stop with one degree. We move. We we do masters. We do PhD. We do doctorate. We go on learning. We, we go on acquiring knowledge as much as we can. So when we come to spiritual, we limit ourselves. So I was, I was really pondering on that line and I was reflecting on it, brother. Absolutely. Jesus. And that's, that, that line was, was really, I like that line. So the more we learn, the, the more knowledge we get about, everything depends on the knowledge. The more we acquire knowledge, the more we are able to uh, know the about, about us, about our authority, who we are, what we can do, Everything depends on the knowledge we get. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Brother Vivek, I'll go next. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, miss. Um, my, I just want to give thanks to our Lord uh, for the breath of life. And I think what happened to me on Monday was that I was alone at home and suddenly at four o'clock, I just started to feel nauseous. And, and then I said, okay, I'll just go and lie down for a bit. And I came and lay down and the nausea started and it was relentless. It was so bad. Like I could just not retain anything uh, come seven o'clock, Ansem was not here. Uh, and she said she was going to be back by 7.30. So I said, oh, I won't disturb her. I'll wait till 7.30 and, you know, I, and see what's going to happen. But it was continuous and I had absolutely no strength. At seven o'clock rosary time, I was torn between spirit and flesh. Flesh telling me, you are so sick. Don't log into rosary today. And spirit is saying, you know, log on because, you know, it's the rosary and, you, you're, you know, you'll be healed. And I grabbed my phone. I could hardly reach out for it. I grabbed my phone and, and I, I dialed into the rosary. And, I, and throughout, like, I, 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 whether I had the strength or not, I don't know what words came out. I was so weak. But I just kept, I just kept saying along with the, with the rosary team in the evening, the, the Monday rosary and when it was over I had no time like I, I didn't even have the energy to log off from the rosary when they had finished um, 
but having said that i throughout after that i kept saying uh you know faith is faith is it has to be followed up by an action and this is this is my opportunity now so 1 peter 2 24 uh joel 3 10 all of this when i'm free when i'm weak i'm strong when i'm sick i'm healed um by your stripes and wounds and i started imagining and it was like continuous 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 and then at 7:30 i messaged sim and i said look i'm really not well you need to come home and so she came home and she brought medication and all that sort of stuff but next day it was i i knew that by the night i i i mean i went to sleep knowing that believing that whatever whatever had happened uh i'm going to be well tomorrow um i didn't like i didn't have the energy because i was so tired i didn't have the energy to log into the morning encounter on tuesday morning but uh when i got up at what 10 o'clock in the morning i felt so much better and i wanted to give all praise and glory to god that's the first thing today when i logged in uh brother vivek i felt that you were talking to me because uh last couple of days this is christmas month uh last couple of days i've been plagued with the thought and i do give i do give a lot to to you know to people who are in need uh but then you can only stretch so much and i kept i morning this morning i had a conversation with sim and i said you know i so many people what do you do I, you know i just need i just feel i need to give more and you know but you, you can only do so much um and i felt like you started off i think something about about you started today by saying something uh about giving and and getting god's blessings and 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 all of that sort of stuff and i and i just felt like i just felt like it was it was a message for me that you know don't worry about what you you know where it's going to come from it will come you give generously and so all the people that i had decided to put on hold i've now decided to say okay you know you'll get a small piece of that pie from me just to just to celebrate and knowing that christ the christ is in christmas and um, and yeah and i am thankful that uh, philippians for um, my god will take care of all my needs uh, according to his riches in christ jesus is um, is um, alive in my life and and i believe in that and and i know that i will never i'll never be in want that's it from me thank you thank you thank you sister thank you so much thank you lot Brother, we have Kiran who has raised a hand. Yeah. If anyone would like to testify, please put, uh, raise your hand. Uh, put the uh, hand up so then we can go that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hello, this is Kiran. Yes, Kiran. Yeah. So I would like to praise and thank the Lord for a lot of good things that have happened for me in the last week. Yep. Uh, so the very first time I did say the I confess boldly. it was just on my night shift i was sitting down and i just opened my phone and i decided to go through it and you know say the i confess boldly and i don't know why but i just held on to a few scriptures from there one of which was to trust in the lord with all my heart and not to lean on my own understanding and then there came this phase of when i had planned my wedding in india and we'd done all the major bookings but after which i got the invitation for the pr and i asked god why like why now because 
as happy as I was to get the PR, the invitation for the PR, I was not happy because it was going to sabotage all my plans for the wedding in India because I would not be able to travel. And it just felt like, you know, somebody had taken a stone and hit it on my glass castle, which I had built. It just felt that shattered. I felt so terrible. But even during those days, I think it was one of those first sessions that I had attended uh, the praise and worship. And I had heard Sister Shanine singing. And after that, she was praying in tongues. I think I have gone through this entire phase of waiting for my PR with the help of Sister Shanin, because even if I did not attend the praise and worship because of work, like my schedule, and I used to come home, even if I have not got a chance to listen to it at that time, but I could still hear her praying in tongues. And then we had this teaching of where instead of being worried, like, you know, don't pray normally because the devil can understand that prayer. But if you pray in tongues, Jesus knows what you're talking about and what you really need. So I went ahead and started praying in tongues and it just gave me so much of strength. And, you know, it made me feel so calm. And earlier in November, my godmother Vera, she sent me a clip from YouTube. It was a Bible study session with Brother Johnson. And in that session, I again heard this verse of waiting on the Lord with patience. And I heard this verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's when I knew it was a message for this time for me. And yet another verse stuck to my head that, you know, that God has plans for me, plans to prosper me and not half me, plans to give me an expected end from Jeremiah. And I had this full blown conversation in my head saying that, you know, look, God started this planning. God made me go ahead planned this wedding in India. It took a lot of time. In May, I think we started doing all the bookings and stuff like that. And I said, look, all my friends who are coming from Australia have booked their tickets. We have booked our tickets. It's, you know, everybody's hard earned money. I was like, Lord, you know, you know, you've, we've gone through all this hassle. And I said, if you made me start this plan, you will not let me fail. So I waited for my partner to come home. And I told him, look, I said, I don't care when the PR comes. It will come. When God has planned for it to come, it will come. And, you know, irrespective of whatever the outcome, I know we cannot travel to India. We might not be able to come back till the time we do not get our permanent residency. But we will still go ahead to India for the wedding. The PR will happen when it has to happen. And this decision I took on the first Sunday of December, and it was this beautiful decision with all my faith. And like, you know, I had not no doubt that, you know, I don't want to go ahead with the wedding. I was just like, no, we are doing this. You know, everything, all the bookings have been made in church. And I even spoke to the priest in our parish and I told him, Father, please keep me in your prayers. I am taking this decision. I am going to India. He told me there's always something, but have faith. And I did. I had faith. And then. A week later, on my partner's birthday, we got granted our PR. So I would like to praise and thank the Lord for this beautiful miracle that took place in our lives. And we could not be more excited and more happy. Here I am planning my wedding with all this happiness and joy. And even mom and everybody, they are so happy with regards to all of this. So I could not praise and thank the Lord enough 
for all the blessings he shared on me. And I think maybe it was me acknowledging God because I remember in one of the last Friday session, every time you said, brother, give your testimony, give your testimony. And I never did. Last time was the first time I ever opened my mouth and I spoke about how thankful I am for Jesus in my life. And look what he's done for me. So, yes, I could not be more excited. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And, and you absolutely said it right. Uh, you know why, Kiran? Many times I also tell people to testify even after the time starts for my teaching. Because I believe someone's testimony can save somebody else's life. Yes. Because that is what important. Because who is Christ to you? The day we leave this earth and go, all this does not matter. What matters is what did I do for Christ? Who was Christ in my life? Did I bring Christ to somebody else? And that yes. is all that money and all these things are temporary. The whole yes. world is only one thing is eternal is Christ. He's the alpha. He is the author and finisher of your faith. So that's yes. important. And you should not be ashamed to open the mouth and speak about him, whether people yes. say anything. So that's why I say testify. Because I'll tell you, in your times of trouble, he will always stand by you. Because you stand and speak about him. And this is my yes. testimony to everyone here. That's why I stand up and quickly tell people, testify, testify, testify. And that's it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Another thing is, I would like to say, is that it was during one of the sessions on Friday that usually when my husband used to come home, well, my partner, uh, we, I used to have something or the other and I could not focus on no. the teaching. I used to go ahead to do something else. But this time, I like last time I decided, no, I will keep the teaching on. And he also happened to be listening to the teaching and he was the one who was telling me what to type with regards to all the questions. And when you ask us to type what we understand out of it, he was oh. the one who was asking me to it's type right. things. So I felt I brought one more person closer. Amen. Thank you. Amen. <clears throat> Stay blessed sister and your, and your partner and your husband soon to be. Yes. Thank you brother. Yes. Who would like to hold next? Praise the Lord brother. Yes. Sister. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for our anointed group, all the miracles on this group, amazing miracles. Thank you, Jesus, and all the teachings and reflections, especially the morning encounter with the Lord, with Brother Russell. And my testimony is linked to the teaching on the 15th, on the difference between faith and fear, which was yesterday, which the Holy Spirit revealed so powerfully through Brother Russell. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Brother Russell. So I spoke to a senior citizen whose family member was in hospital who was complaining that he'd been praying for a long time, yet this person wasn't improving and he was fearful for, for their future. And he went on to say that he has faith, but nothing is happening. And these words reminded me of Brother Russell's Holy Spirit-inspired words. And I told him that faith is not just a feeling, depending on the circumstances, as Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this person that said he does read the daily gospel readings. And I said to them, meditate on those readings and have a book ready to write down anything that touches them. And they'll soon be led to other scriptures linked to the daily meditations. And that's how faith grows based on how much you know the word of God. And as faith is formed in your heart, it will overtake the fear in your thoughts. 
So once you believe, you put it into action, as in the example brother gave of driving a car, when you put it in gear, you expect it to move, which he understood perfectly. And I ended off by saying that with this faith, you will know that he is already healed even before you see it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, brothers. Praise the Lord. And um, thank you, brother. And another senior citizen was saying how her memory was deteriorating. And I told her that Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So speak only what you want to have. And I said a small prayer in Jesus' name. I cancel your words and I cover you with the precious blood of Jesus. And I gave her a very short prayer to declare every morning. And it goes, thank you, Lord God, that the same mind that is in me was in you, Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And she was really happy. She was calm and hopeful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank God you, bless everyone on God this group. Bless God bless. Thank you. God bless you, brother, and everyone on this group. God bless. Okay. Thank you. Yes, we'll go right to next. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, brother Vivek, uh, this is Ernie. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, it's good to join everyone on this um, yeah. worshipping uh, class. Um, I'd like to thank, I'd just like to thank the Lord for uh, his blessings. I've been um, doing a lot of, uh, quite a bit of overtime for about nearly uh, three to four weeks now, and I miss the 7 a.m. sessions and that, but I'm very fortunate that we have all these um, uh, recordings so I can play back when I come home and stuff like that. Uh, I'd just like to just uh, praise to uh, our living God, our one true God of love, his love and mercies and grace that, um, that uh, you, know, you know, blessed be, it is written, blessed be God, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Uh, who comforts us in all tribulation, that we may comfort those who are in any trouble by the comfort, wherefore we are comforted by God. That um, he's, he's always here, and I thank the, uh, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group for their, their wonderful um, prayers that goes out to everyone and looks after everyone in this group and here in Australia and all over the world, their families, extended families and friends. And um, I just like to uh, thank the Lord that uh, this is the this Christmas period is uh, he is the first. This, this is what uh, uh, Christmas is really about. No Santa Claus, no nothing like that. It's just it's um, it's for Jesus for Jesus Christ. And I think uh, thank the even though that sometimes in this world too I, I notice that. Uh, that even in entertain in the music industry and the uh, and some entertainment parks and that there's sort of like there's some uh, symbols and stuff like that that they I don't sort of like uh, agree with. There's some even the names come up like um, of even rides uh, that I that I sort of notice and stuff like that. So you know uh, the. I'd say like, you know, witchcraft can come in, you know, in, in entertainment in the music 
and stuff like that. And uh, we have to sort of like uh, be mindful of these things and uh, tell our, our kids that, uh, you know, like uh, to, to be very careful even worshiping, I'm um, going to astrologies and clairvoyance, even though they like to, you know, they think, oh, I don't, be I don't believe in that. But it does, uh, even having that type of attitude always um, leaves the door open to um, the, uh, the works of the devil who always disguises himself as a, not, not as a violent person all the time, but mainly as an angel of light. He steals all the philosophies and wisdom from the Bible, because that's the only way. If he, if he comes to me and describes himself as his true nature, then no one, then of course, everyone was, it's going to avoid him, but he comes in, in a very coveted and very um, deceitful way. And, um, you know, it always be advice uh, the kids and that to be, you know, sober-minded because uh, your enemy, the devil, is always uh, disguised as, as an angel in light looking for someone to devour. Um, I like to thank uh, the, the always growing, even though I wouldn't say that I'm a... a, a the perfect Christian, but I like to, I like listening and also uh, listening to examples how other people apply their, uh, in these testimonies, apply their works in uh, situations when people are, need healing and how they apply their knowledge and it's really useful to when, uh, like if you try to attend to, to attempt it yourself, as you know, as we continue to growing knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to him be the glory both now until the day everlasting. And thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank, thank you for the peace and joy that he always brings into what to this group and to everyone around the world and to those who are listening, tuning in all over the world. May the righteousness and goodness of the Lord and grace and mercies be upon them in the precious blood of Jesus who always pleads uh, always before God, the mercies that we can, and that He gives us the authorization and the righteousness to uh, enter into the room of the whole, holy of holies. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Father, and thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Yes, Lynette, you put your hand up. Can you please connect? Yes. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Lynette De Silva. I'm, I'm listening to you all from Toronto and. It's around 4.10 a.m. over here. So, so I really, I didn't wake up myself, but I know that the Holy Spirit woke me up because I suddenly around three o'clock, just as, as Sister Shanine was starting, I, I had a, like a kind of catch in my leg and I just suddenly woke up and I said, oh, wow, I didn't expect to wake up at three o'clock. And I started to listen to the praise and worship. Anyway, so the, my, my testimony is not about that. It's about... Um, about the recent trip that I had, uh, it was exactly on the 25th of October of this year that uh, my husband and I, he, he very graciously took me to visit my parents and in London, England. And then we went off to Croatia in, to visit the shrine of Our Lady in Medjugorje, which was one of my dreams for, a, for like a really, really long time. I can say years, I guess, because... Uh, I visited many Marian shrines, thanks be to the grace of God. And this was one of the ones that I really, really wanted to visit. And I don't know why, but 
I did. And then and it so happened that it, we reached on the 25th of October, which is actually on the 25th of most months, or I think all months, I'm not too sure, but either most months or all months. On the 25th of every month, Our Lady gives special messages to the chief visionary. Her name is Mirjana, uh, of course, a Croatian lady. Now she is, I guess, in her 40s. But at that time, she was, when the first happened, she was a 16-year-old or, or 17. But anyway, so we happened to be there. And praise be to God, we actually reached at a time when the Holy Mass was being said for that particular day, 25th of October, in English. And now who could have orchestrated that except the Holy Spirit? Because we didn't know anything much about the land. I mean, about we knew where we were going, but we didn't know much about what is the timings because it's not that well advertised. I wish it was better advertised, but anyway. And like there were thousands of pilgrims in that church, a beautiful church. And we just happened to enter into that place at the start of the mass. Now, how, how could that happen except by the power of the Holy Spirit? Because it was like a five hour drive, the total trip until we reached uh, um, Medjugorje. So it was from Dubrovnik to uh, Mostar and then to Medjugorje. Mostar is a city in, in, in Herzegovina. Anyway, so it was an amazing, amazing experience. So we didn't get to do much actually, just entered one, attended one hour mass and then a little bit of uh, what do you call it, sightseeing. I wouldn't say sightseeing because it's, it's pretty small place, but we just did a little bit of, you know, going to the shrine and then of course a little bit of uh, buying some items. Anyway, so, so then I come back to Toronto on the 2nd of November. And at the same time, I'm doing this, uh, while on trip, I'm doing this 33-day uh, consecration to St. Joseph. And that too, I don't know why I started it, because uh, I really never had that kind of attachment to St. Joseph. I knew I did have to Jesus and Mother Mary and, of course, the Holy Spirit. But somehow something in me said, okay, well, since you love Mother Mary so much, you should love her spouse as well. So then I should argue and say, oh, but isn't a spouse the Holy Spirit? You know, just trying to, in my own human reasoning, trying to say, oh, why should I get an att attached to St. Joseph? But then something else said to me, no, 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 you just do it. It doesn't matter. It's anyway, it just takes 10 minutes of your day because you just got to say that, read the daily devotion about, you know, him being the terror of demons and, uh, you know, many, many little concepts there. In those 33 days, you'll learn actually a lot. And I would really encourage anybody who wants to grow closer or, or learn more about your faith, you know, try to get a spouse to St. Joseph anyway. So on, when we returned to Toronto, 2nd of November, 8th of November was the completion of my 33 days. And I just did it by myself. Like I asked my husband, but he said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm already close to Jesus. It's okay. I don't need to. I said, okay, you know, that's your own personal thing. But I feel at this point of my life, I need to. And I'm telling you, oh my goodness, it was like an amazing experience that, that this particular day, the 8th of November, I go to my room that day, my son was very sick. Um, this, you know, common cough and cold, but he's a vegan and I don't know why, but he always gets this cough and cold. The minute he goes, he works from home. The minute he goes out, like just to the grocery store or to the pharmacy, he comes back with a really nasty cold and, you know, 
from the first day itself, it's a very racking cough. And I said, oh my gosh, Joshua, Jonathan, why did you have to go out? He says, mom, I can't be a prisoner anyway, whatever. So he comes back and he's like really, really sick and he's under the blanket and he's saying, I'm shivering. So, and I don't know what to do because that's the day of my consecration as well. So I say, you know what, Holy Spirit, you take care of him, please. We give him some medication, go to bed, please take a soup and whatnot. I go into my room and I kneel down and then suddenly, I don't know what happens, but something really mystical and strange happens in that room. And it's this book that I have. I'm sure many of you people also know about this, this what I'm talking about. It's by Father Donald Calloway. And it's completely new because I've been reading it, but you know, I, I take good care of my books. I don't even write my own name in it sometimes just, just to keep it like, you know, in its original condition or whatever. Anyway, so I'm with this book. And I'm with my rosary, uh, the rosary I brought from Mejigori. It's a, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a very unique rosary because each each bead is in the shape of a flower, and each bead is differently colored. Like it's, it's beautiful, and it's, uh, it, I don't know, I just love that rosary. And I have it on my wrist, and I'm, it's like a, it's only a, it's a seven seven decade rosary, but only three beads on each decade. It's a, something different. And I have this rosary and I, and I have this book of St. Joseph and I'm kneeling down and I don't know what to say now because I've finished all the prayers. I'm exhausted of human, you know, humanly saying any more prayers to St. Joseph, but I don't know what to say to him next. And then something, let me just open that book. And I open the book and wonder of wonders, it stops on, then, now there are eight, eight to nine wonders like Father Calloway is talking about. And mine opens to a wonder called wonder number four. And it says, virgin spouse, yeah, no, it says, feast of the holy spouses, that is Jesus, sorry, sorry, that is Mother Mary and St. Joseph, something about their mystical union. And it says, virgin, virginal something, oh, defender of virgins, it says. So that's wonder number four. And my book opens to that. So I just kneel on, I say, well, now what do I do now? How, what, what else can I pray? So the Holy Spirit says, just read this, you know, and it's very tiny print. So it's like, if you read one page, means you're actually reading three pages. Like, anyway, so I start reading that. And then I uh, I read and I read. And it's amazing. He's talking about, I mean, the father, the priest, Father Calloway, after all his research, he, he's done a lot of research before he writes this book. And when I open that page, it's like, oh my goodness, like it's as if it's me they're talking about because he's talking about a, a woman named Blessed Catherine Eminelek or something like that, Eminek maybe, who was, you know, in many centuries ago, I don't know, I think the 16th century or something. And she's, a, of course, she's a young virgin. She's not married. She's like kind of entering the religious life. And um, this particular lady, Blessed Catherine, is also very attached to St. Joseph and of course, Mother Mary first always I don't know I think everybody goes to Mother Mary first and then through her she takes you either to it means to Jesus to her spouse as well the Holy Spirit and Saint Joseph and this this particular uh, saint or I think she's I don't think she's a saint because he said blessed Catherine so the, it goes on to explain this feast of the holy spouses and as I read oh my gosh like I'm transfixed I cannot even wake, get up from the floor and I always like to kneel on a, you know, a hard floor, not, I don't like put any kneelers or, you know, I just want to feel the pain of being on the floor. Uh, but of course I'm leaning on my bed, so I have a little support. But anyway, so, and I can't believe it. I actually knelt there for four hours. and I don't know how the time went because I was just having the most excellent 
you know, prayer union, whatever. And then it, this, this lady, this blessed Catherine actually explains about the mystical union and not only the mystical union, but the mystical marriage between Mother Mary and St. Joseph on a particular day. And now when I tell you this, the particular day that she talks about is the 23rd of January. And the reason that the church put it on the 23rd of January, because there's a feast, I think on the 20th and the 20, 24th or something. And they couldn't find any date besides in between those two other feasts. I don't know. I don't remember what those two feasts are or those two holy days. I won't say feast, some holy days, I think. So the church, even in whenever, I don't know which Pope, one of the popes puts this feast on the 23rd of January. And as I read, I'm saying, oh my gosh, that's my birthday, 23rd of January. I mean, what are the odds that I'm reading about this Feast of the Holy Spouses, that it happens on the 23rd of January. And then very beautifully, she tells about the mystical union, like it was actually a marriage ceremony. And she can foresee it, or she has seen it in her, I don't know, in her visions or something. And this girl was actually in a time when the church was being highly persecuted. And especially women were persecuted. For what reason? I'm not too sure. I think because they had to be married to noblemen and something, something of that sort. And the most beautiful women then they didn't want to get married because they wanted to, you know, um, give their life to Christ. And so this girl was persecuted, this blessed Catherine. And still she said, no, I'm not going to marry so-and-so noble man because I don't need any other man. I just want to be the bride of Christ. And I think, I don't know what exactly they did to her, but some kind of, you know, physical form of persecution or punishment or something. But yet she said, no, I will, I will, you know, I will undergo whatever they have, to, they have to do to me. I don't care about the flesh, but I care about my spirit. And then another coincidence is that this, this same girl, she went to Medjugorje, okay? Like before she actually went for this uh, mystical marriage feast or like that's how the Father Calloway explains it. And as I'm reading, oh my gosh, it's as if, as if honestly Saint Joseph or some some divine being is there in that room. I now cannot pinpoint because they never told me who they are. I mean, not they, but the the spirit or the. But it was a good spirit. That what I know it was a good spirit. It was not some some random thing. And it was as if I was putting my hand in the hand of Saint Joseph. Of course, I cannot see all these things. It means. Physically, I'm not seeing, but mentally or or spiritually, I'm seeing. And then, like it was that what happened, and only and the Holy Spirit let, did not let me read beyond a certain page. So, and there was a schism in the church at that time. Something they said about Jansenism or something or Hellenism or some some word I cannot remember. But it's only from page two fifteen, I think, until page two nineteen, and then. I cannot move further. I cannot even turn the page. What, what, why? I don't know. Because I think after that, it's too much of detail of other things. And anyway, so this happens. And then I come, I finished those four hours and I just don't know how four hours passed on my knees in that room. And I'm like full of joy. And at one point, honestly, I wanted to leave the room because it was getting too weird. It, it was like, oh my gosh. I said, I don't know what's happening. Why is this book opening? I, I mean, I opened the book, but why is it opening on this page? And why is my rosary there? And, and I had lots of questions. And I wanted to actually leave the room because I said, okay, now two hours is enough. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. What's his mother doing in the house? I mean, in the room for two hours when the son isn't having a big fever over there. So anyway, so I, I tried, honestly, I tried to open the door and the door is unlocked, but it's not opening. And I'm thinking, 
this is totally weird. Either I'm going crazy or, or, or something's wrong with the door. But it didn't open, okay? So that means I didn't have to leave that room in those two, after two hours. So anyway, I continued praying. At the end of the four hours, I touched the door and the door opened so easily. And I'm saying, oh my goodness, now what is happening here? Anyway, so, but I'm just too excited because of what just happened. I mean, about reading about my, you know, that feast and whatnot. And then, I, and I, then I'm really like, you know, filled with this fill, you know, I have an infilling kind of, and I'm, and I go to bed. Okay. Then I don't come out and I say, oh, you know what? I think every, everything's quiet. You know, they took their medication. They're all okay. I mean, you have to, you, the fear doesn't go in a day, right? You have to kind of rest and stuff. So I said, okay, you know, I'm also going to bed. And that night, oh my goodness, it was, it, it, I like, I can't, I did sleep, but that whole sleep, and it was the most like relaxing sleep, I can say, or nourishing sleep, because it was as if a being is talking to me. And when I say a being, like, because I cannot identify what, or who the being was. It was definitely a good, something good. Either it was the Holy Spirit or it was Saint Joseph. I don't know. But in that whole sleep, like I, I guess I went to bed 11 maybe. And I wake up at around, I woke up around six maybe. So so like, I don't know how many hours. And I don't know when this dream started or whatever. But it was like, I was seeing flashbacks of my own life from the time of being a little girl, like say three, four, whatever. And I'm, and someone, someone is showing me these flashbacks and that someone is telling me, see how I protected you, see how I loved you and see how you grew in my hands, you grew and nobody else was there, your protector. I'm thinking, and I'm, and it's true. All these things did happen. And, you know, all these, I have been saved from many accidents, drowning, car accidents, and sometimes even like evil men, I can say, and I don't want to elaborate, but when I say evil men, Anybody knows what that means um, with bad intentions, let's say. Um, so, and I'm thinking, I'm saying, and I'm in my dream, I'm saying, thank you, Mother Mary. I'm not saying, Saint I'm saying, thank you, Mother Mary. Thank you, Mother Mary. And then it's like, as if there's a, a really a, a beautiful presence in the room. And the, like, whoever's talking to me is telling me, don't look back, don't open your eyes, just, just be in this moment. And, you know, as a human being, you just don't want to, you want to actually open your eyes because you know that something like very sublime is happening, but you're like you're inquisitive or whatever, you're curious or something. But I don't open my eyes. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to open my eyes because then it will all go away. I don't want it to end. So I don't open my eyes. But I just say, I just say in my head or in my mind or whatever, in my subconscious, I say, Mother Mary, I came to visit you. And now you're visiting me. And she says, yes, you know, in my like, in my semi-conscious state or whatever. I don't open my eyes, I don't look back, nothing. And the room is like, as if it's a, as if the room is in a high, you know, like a mountain-like thing. And I don't know how all this is possible, but it's of course in a dream stage. So I'm on a high mountain and, and then she says, this is the mountain of apparition. So I said, mountain of apparition? What is the meaning of mountain of apparition? And then she connects or he, or whatever I connect to something. And she says that the mountain of apparition is, you didn't go to it because you didn't have time, but it is in Medjugorje. So I said, oh my gosh, I didn't go to it. I was there and I didn't go to it. She's saying, yeah, you couldn't go to it because it's it was very far away from where you actually were present. I mean, in that church. So you could not physically go to it because you only had three hours in that place. It doesn't happen in three hours. She said, you need to spend 
days over there. I mean, at least two days or two nights. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, that means I didn't go to the mountain, but in my dream, I'm actually going to the mountain. So she says, yeah, or she or the Holy Spirit says, yes, you are actually in the, on the mountain now. I said, oh, wow. But anyway, so that the whole thing finishes and all. And then in the, oh, and then, uh, and then she says, I will come to you. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. So she's come to me now. Like, I mean, in the dream, like whatever, I don't see anything. I don't physically, I don't see any veil. I don't see any blue, nothing, nothing. I don't see any form, nothing. It's just like something spiritual happening. And anyway, then she says that from this day onwards, you will be my witness. So I said, I will be your witness. She says, yeah. And she said, and then I can feel like there's a lot of sorrow and at her, you know, motherly sorrow. I'm thinking, uh, I, and she always tells me like for many years now that her greatest sorrow is the rate of abortions. And that's not just not in one country, but she says worldwide. And, and she says it just increases and increases and nobody is doing anything about it because the God of the world, that is the, you know, the evil one has just, you know, it's just a culture of death. And she says, I'll use you. And I said, use me. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I'm like a housewife in Toronto. Of course I work, but basically, that's my kind of, I mean, I have a qualification, I have a degree, but that's about it. I've not gone for any, you know, doctoral studies or, or University of Steubenville or any such place. So she says, yeah, but that's what I want. She said, I just, I don't need somebody who has, you know, so many degrees because then the degrees, people will think, oh, it's because of the degrees that that person is talking all this kind of way. She says, that's why I want you. So I said, okay, I mean, okay, why not? Like, you know, let's give it a try. And then the last thing that I see is, is the most beautiful face. And, and then I know that the face is, first I say, I think, first I think that's St. Faustina or something, but it doesn't look like a lady. Then I say, oh, it's not a lady. It's another face that I'm seeing. That's the last thing that comes in the dream or in the, that whole night of whatever, of beautiful you know, union with the, with the Holy Spirit or something. And then I see a face and it's the most beautiful face. It's almost like a, the face is so radiant. It's so shining. And then I say, who is this face? And oh, and uh, before that, I also see all the sufferings of Jesus. Like the main, like, you know, when he falls down three times and um, and then the crown on the head and all that kind of thing. And, the, the, and I see a big bruise on the shoulder. Um, and then he says, venerate my wounds. So I say, yeah, I'm, I do that. But he said, no, I want you to go more deeply into the wounds. So I said, how do I go more deeply into the wounds? He said, don't worry, I'll, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit will teach you. So, so the last face I see is the most, like someone with like a reddish brown long hair. And then, then I see it's a man's face. It's not a, it's not a woman's face. First, I think it was St. Faustina, but this, she says, no, it's not St. Faustina. Because I ask, are you St. Faustina? I mean, she, then it says no no then it becomes more clear to, to a man's face and like it's I, I don't even want to say it because it's like it's like too good to be true kind of oh <laughs> mm. so anyway so and then I know that it's the face of Jesus and and he says you know you'll have to undergo a lot of suffering because nobody will believe that that I come through you know through, through a mortal person to speak to, you know, big, uh, like, you know, whatever, high, high yeah, yeah, yeah. in the church. So anyway, so anyway, I don't want to make it too long. So that's, that's what I wanted to say. And then this week I've been in a school where it was, uh, the first day was not a good day because the person whom I was reporting to 
she actually made me very afraid because on her left hand she had the most frightening tattoo when i say frightening it was really frightening for me at least it was a big scorpion i just don't know how a person will put a scorpion on her hand and she's a woman and on her left hand and a huge scorpion not a baby scorpion the whole palm actually the upper palm not yeah the upper palm and a dark bluish ink color oh my goodness it like it it made me think of really something evil and the first thing this woman said to me and i have not met her before she said my name is joy i said oh what a beautiful name and then when I, after i said that she said to me uh, uh she didn't say welcome nothing okay and i'm going to a new school and in a new place she said oh so you are lynette so i said yeah i am lynette i'm miss de silva and i always identify as miss so and so i never say i'm lynette i say i'm miss de silva i have this job number and that's why i'm here so she says okay have a seat there so I, you know in a, in a not in an aggressive voice have a seat there behind her something that's okay and i'm like very joyful because you know it's the start of a new week and it's 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 almost winding down to christmas so she says sit there and you'll hear me whining and complaining the whole day and i'm thinking wow what a nice way to welcome somebody i she's she's already warning me that she's going to be whining and complaining for what reason i have no idea because there's nothing to complain about because it's a nice place but the the thing that hits my head is that scorpion the minute she, every time she talks to me she's like waving that hand in my face like uh, something something she's saying she's giving instructions like what what to do but that hand is like the scorpion is looking at me all the time and i said oh my god lord how am i going to work here then the next day thank god she 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 writes and she says oh i'm not coming today my back is hurting i said oh at least you know it's a little bit peaceful and and i start praying for her that the holy spirit says pray for this woman because she's her life is a mess i'm thinking why is her life a mess oh and then she says to me something that day she, she showed me a picture of her two children okay beautiful young boys but they're not young anymore they're grown up and she tells me the first boy his name is uh, jaden i think she 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 tells me something which i've never heard any mother say she says jaden is an ah and i don't want to abbreviate anybody knows what ah it's a, it's a slang and i say how can you say that joy you you gave life to him and she must be thinking this woman is very weird what is she talking about like and she's full of hate and she's full of what do you call it like she has no peace nothing and she's telling me yeah he is an ah and she again saying it loudly so everybody can hear he's a big ah i said he's your son so she says yeah i gave birth to him but he's he's something something she said he has adhd and he, she went on saying he has some asperger syndrome and something something so i'm thinking okay now if somebody has all these kind of you know what do you call it um, limitations physical limitations you should at least love the person right no he deserves it and something something and i said oh my gosh i shouldn't have even asked and i shouldn't have said anything but i didn't ask she showed me the picture so anyway then then i kept, then the holy spirit pray for them pray for them i said okay okay then i said okay i'm not eating lunch today i'm going to pray for them and whatever you know i'm just going to pray for them that family because i know now the names of the boys jaden and something jude or julius or something some both are in j so i said okay this you know maybe that's why he put me here i said to just to pray for this lady and you won't believe she, that was monday tuesday she didn't come wednesday when she came back it's like it's like she likes me now i don't know what happened and she's like oh lenet i have done this what i asked i said yeah yeah i have done everything oh that's very Lynette. good thank you very much and like completely became a different story
yeah hi alenet we are we are running out of time can you please put this testimony on our you know on our whatsapp or on our telegram because there are other people waiting in line to testify just just want to remind people who are testifying uh, this we have testimony time for only 45 minutes on on a friday and uh, we each of us have to all testify so let's be mindful of the time and there are many people standing in a line to testify and give glory to god so let's remember one thing if we have to testify we have to keep it within that time limit so that we give everyone a chance we should be mindful that every person who is attending this prayer group uh, wants to also testify and give glory to god so either we concise it and give it a precise moments or if you like to share all this we could do it on a written format on a telegram group uh and and that's that's absolutely fine but since we just have 45 minutes uh that's the minimum we can uh give glory to god i would like to thank and praise god for this wonderful week gone by for the wonderful things he has taught me and for the wonderful times for the breath of life and for this wonderful beautiful praying family that i'm part of uh the holy spirit brisbane prayer group uh for the wonderful teachings the holy rosary and the wonderful team that works together and every person who's part of this miraculous prayer group we give glory and thanks to god that we get strengthened in his word and get to know him through his word i always say don't just listen only to the preacher but be in the word of god read the word of god meditate on it day and night let the word be your strength and let the word dominate your life as we learned last time faith you cannot grow beyond your knowledge so remember whatever you have as a knowledge that's all you'll op- operate in faith and faith is nothing but taking action a corresponding action to the word of god thank you jesus praise you jesus i know there are a couple of people who would like to testify so uh, please be mindful of the time and we have to uh, you could take it for another 10 more minutes uh, anyone else would like to testify please and give glory to god well, i'd like to share a short testimony yes bro yeah we had um we had a, a wife's parents who are who have uh, taken their driving test yesterday they both had their driving test on the same day and they've been practicing for the last few months but they've been they haven't been quite up to the mark because they've been driving in a different country the rules were entirely different and it was not as stringent as it is here in australia and so they've been practicing but the confidence level wasn't there and we've been praying as well on that so yesterday as they um, were taking the driving test before the driving test we made a quick prayer we made a quick prayer and i boldly declared that they we are boldly declaring that they've cleared the test they're successful and then while they continued practicing for a little bit before the driving test i could just hear the lord say surrender it and at the same time he's teaching me about prayer as well he's saying on the one side see you are saying boldly you are you are declaring it but at the same time you do the exact opposite now you surrender it to me now being bold and then surrender they don't go together normally but he was teaching me see you are bold you made your statement now you surrender it you should know when to surrender so at that time we made that surrender and said lord we know they're not confident we don't know what the outcome will be we have declared success there and we hold on to that in faith we now surrendering it to you they had their test in the afternoon and both of them cleared it in that very first attempt there well one was first attempt one was the second attempt but both of them cleared the driving test in the same day they were one after the other back to back so i just like to give all glory and all praise to god that even in the practice sessions before the test there were mistakes there which were critical but during the test 
it was just rock solid. It was as if there was angelic intervention there and someone else helped them drive at that time. They came clear. So all glory and praise and thanks to our God for helping them clear that test. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, uh, just there would be someone else who would like to testify, please. Uh, I'd rather give more time to testimonies. So if there's someone who has missed out on their testimony today, please testify. And keep it short so that everyone is everyone can give their testimony. May I? Yeah, yeah, Jen. Thank you, Jesus, for this platform where we learn everything. And um, a young girl um, was uh, waiting for her suitable partner, and the mother was reaching out to me to pray. And uh, I explained it to them about Habakkuk 2 2, 2 to 3. Yep. And um, I I explained it to them, but I decided that I would write everything in my notebook. I have a special prayer book and, and I wrote it and I took a photo and sent it to her. And then in time, um, everything went well. And I didn't even know she was married because they were trying to reach me, but somehow they said they couldn't reach me. Uh, nevertheless, that my, um, that for me to find out as a, as a bride uh, in the photograph, I thank the Lord that, um, you know, even though they didn't write it, I wrote it and I sent it to her. And I'm doing that for many because um, for many other requests that uh, people are uh, asking or either... I see them suffering and then I have to gently reach out to them and then I write these prayers. Uh, I mean, this I write in the tablet according to the way that uh, it's written and then I send it to them. I just wanted to thank the Lord for my prayers, but there's always something in my heart with heaviness that people ask for prayers and then once they receive it, they don't uh, come back to us. Um, I want to, I want to pray for those people who receive things and then don't join us. And also for those people who walked out of faith and going into this um, different different denomination and thinking that they have found something and um, I really feel and I saw so many of them like a lost shepherd so let us keep them let let us keep all the lost shepherd to come back to our faith and to see the living God and through this prayer group meeting and and get blessed more thank you brother Thank you, Jesus. Yes, anyone else would like to share before we start? <clears throat> uh, Brother Vivi, I would like, I'd like to, uh, I am very thankful and grateful to serve a marvelous and mighty God yes. for the roof that he's given me over my head and for the food that he provides and multiplies for my family and more than enough for every good cause. Yes. For the love that he surrounds me with 
And I would like to thank my God for the reunion of my siblings and for giving us the opportunity to spend time together, blessing us with good health. I thank my God for being my anchor within the storms that life has to offer and always guiding me with his eyes. Thank you, God, for filling me with your presence through my thoughts, words, and actions, in turn spending, spreading your love to everyone I meet. All glory to you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sister. Vivek, I'd like to give a quick, very quick yeah, praise sure, and sure. thank you to the Lord. I was praying for somebody who's got a, a credit card, a huge credit card debt, been praying for this to be cleared and I praise and thank the Lord that um, someone has offered to to clear this um, credit card debt in the name of Jesus. Praise and thank you, Lord, for every grace and blessing and for prayers answered. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Brother Russell, can we uh, have your announcements and you can start the teaching? Yeah, just, just a quick um, set of announcements. Just like to welcome all those that are uh, that are on this prayer meeting for the first time. Yeah, if you are not part of this prayer group, you can join us on Telegram here. I've posted the link on Zoom. You see the same link in our YouTube chat as well. You can click that link, download the Telegram app and join us. You're more than welcome to join us during our live sessions. We hold these Bible study sessions every Friday. The only, the only break we'll have is the next two Fridays. And I'll announce that a little later. But otherwise, they're there every Friday of the year. At the same time, starting with praise and worship from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We also have the morning encounters with the Lord that are run at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time every day, 365 days a year. And then we've got our daily rosary from Monday to Friday. So that's the daily rosary and the divine mercy session at 7 p.m. from Monday to Thursday. And at 3 p.m. in the afternoon on the Fridays because we have this Bible study session in the evening. So you're more than welcome to join any of these sessions and all of them. You can also listen to the recordings. The sessions are on live on Zoom as well as on YouTube. You can find those links on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Telegram group. And then the recordings are stored on all of these. And in addition to this, on our uh, Spotify podcast channel as well. So you can access them in any which way that works for you if you aren't able to make those timings there. Um, you can also download the I Confess Boldly Scriptures. So we'll share that link. I'll share that link as well now. In case you don't have that uh, scriptures, you can download them from this link. I'll share it on both Zoom and on YouTube. And you can use that in your personal place of prayer. Now, an important notice is that for the next two Fridays, being the Christmas and the one just before Christmas and the one just before New Year, we will not have this Friday evening Bible study session. So the next two Fridays, there is no Bible study session on Fridays in the evenings. Our next, very next session now after this will be the first one in the new year. So we shall post updates on that on the Telegram group as well, so that you are kept in the loop there accordingly. And please join us during those sessions. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'll just post the link to the I Confess Boldly Scriptures here now. Let's start and 
You can repeat after me so that you be blessed as well with the scriptures. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 and 11. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to your holy presence and I repent for every sin I've committed in, in the spirit, soul, body. Every word that goes out from my mouth be covered with your precious blood and sealed with your holy name, Lord. I cover and seal every person that's part of this prayer meeting and the prayer and praying family with your precious blood and everyone listening so that they listen with the ears of Christ, Lord. Let, let that very, let the spirit of listening, that very spirit come in us so that we listen and have that very faith within us. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let every word spoken be only for your glory and for your glory are all nothing of me, everything of you. And thank you, Jesus. Every glory, anything that happens, that every miracle that happens is all for your glory, nothing of me, everything of you. Thank you and praise you, Jesus. Amen. So let's let's uh, recap last session and let's go to Matthew 14, 22, 31. 22 to 31. Um, let's have some questions. So remember, if someone remembers what we did last time. And... Uh, So it was 22 to 31. Okay, which which uh, which version is this, uh, Rasul? This is NIV. Can you take me to King James? Yeah. So verse 14, 22 to 31. Well, is it possible that you can read this from here? Okay. Uh, because, you know, we are, we are going deeper, but I just want to do, you know, go back again to understand what we have done and let's have people answering questions. Go ahead. Just can you read them? And straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out of fear. But straight away Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then Thank they you. that were in yeah. the ship, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you would yeah. like to read it now. Yeah. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Okay, so we had uh, we had all studied this last week, okay? But then we just got something out of it, okay? Now I just want to ask you, what are what is this whole passage that we have gone through? It's important that you write and tell what is really touched you in this passage what really has connected with you there is we have gone right from verse 22 to 31 so can you write what has really touched you in this whole passage what have you learned from it what is the lord telling you it's a question open question okay jesus prayed fine what has touched you in this passage? Is it really connected with you? Really, you know, touched that very now, as people say, of you know, really hit that chord in, of your faith. Can you write down, brother? Can you also say if there's something that touched you really? Yeah, okay. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Okay, focus. Yeah, we learned that. Yes, last week. Yes, faith. Sharon, faith is a good word, but can you just elaborate faith? Can you write it in a line? Thanks for that, Sharon. Yeah, Jesus is our savior. What has touched you? What has touched you? Unshakable faith, okay. Jesus calls us every time and wants us to trust him, yes. Thank you remember you're not writing this for me. You're writing this because you are hungry for the word. Those who are hungry will write. Those who are not hungry will say, okay, it doesn't matter. Whatever is taught is taught. But you don't take the word as it is. You go deeper. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus, for all these. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is wonderful. Responses that are coming to us. Thank you, Lord. So one thing that is very clear here that fear is a very important part of the journey. And if you look at this, if you see that, okay, people are feared about everything. You know, it's, it's extremely scary to just see things happen also in life. You are Jesus himself, the Lord and Savior is walking, but still they can't recognize him. Okay. Uh, now, if you look at verse 24, okay, that really connects to some extent. If you look at it, 
but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with the waves for the winds was contrary okay my question here is what does this verse relate to you in your life and the wind was contrary what does happen there yeah unfavorable circumstances are we also on a ship are we also on a journey of life and do we encounter certain things like this where the ship is in the midst of the sea remember it's not in the start there is nothing to fall back on when you're in the midst of the sea there is no way where you can have an anchor where you could say okay let me go back i can go back to the land or something you're in the midst of the sea at this point if you're tossed with the waves and if the wind is not in your favor does such trials happen in people's life question now relate this to your own life do not just relate it to the lord and his disciples have you ever encountered a ship right in the midst of the sea where there is absolutely no help the meaning of in the midst of the sea means you don't have help you can't call anybody right in the middle of the issue right in the center of the storm and that's where the storm comes and now what do you do so this situation is not about just in the world it is about understanding how god is teaching us something from this and he's saying this is where spiritual authority comes in and he's teaching us in authority with this particular with this particular scripture that he's teaching us this entire scriptures so teach, the lord is telling us get into the ship of your life in verse 22 go into the ship and go to the other side and he's encountering us he's telling us to go he's telling us to go we sit in the ship it all starts very well it's an easy journey everything is good when it starts it's all lovely everything is fun good and then the lord goes away somewhere and your your focus changes from the lord right up to the situations of life so this really takes me to one point in our real life is when the world is not in you can you just connect yourself and think when you are not in the world try to be away from the world try to be away from the world for certain days and now connect yourself to that ship which is right in the midst of that very sea and you're being tossed by the waves or the winds are contrary to whatever you are doing comes exactly opposite of what you're doing now when i say contrary or when i say tossed by the waves the people you think who would help you just back out does this happen in life the ones you think who are going to help the ones you can rely on the very people of your life who you think are the ones who will stand up with you at those troubled moments are those people who say i don't know who you are you handle your own problems i have my own issues do not disturb me the midst of the sea is exactly that when you are tossed with the waves now who do you go with okay many times we are in this very situation okay and at this point of time how do we 
how do we come out of a situation like this? How do we come out of a situation like this? Okay. Now, today's every teaching on this Friday is practical. Always I share this and I ask the Lord, if you make me a preacher to preach the word, let that word be practical so people can use it and see the result. That's exactly what I want. I never want it to be a theory class. I would like it to always be used. Now let's get to one point. As we understand in the midst of the sea and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. So this very says that when the trouble comes, Jesus is not abandoning us, but he in fact is looking and watching on us and he is walking on that sea. Can you reckon in your own life when trouble came, okay, we all agreed that trouble came, including me. But there was the Lord who was watching over us and he was walking right on top of that trouble, on top of that situation, on top of that fear. It means Jesus walks on top of your fears, on top of the situation that you go through, okay? That was trying to destroy you. Now, does this ever happen? Think of a moment that you went into trouble you were right in the midst of a sea. It could have been in your marriage. It could have been in your childhood. It could have been in your studies, finances, in your jobs, visas. It could be, it could be hundreds of different issues of life. But take one and think of it, how the Lord got you out of it and how you came out of it. So the verse 25 says that, that Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Remember, he knew that these people are in trouble. He was walking towards them. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, verse 26, they were troubled, saying it is a spirit. They cried out for fear. Now, they can't even recognize their Lord and Savior because what really happens when, just connect verse 24 and verse 26. My question here is, it is a real, this very situation of life. If you understand how we get out of it, we'll really connect the dots. The very Jesus that they lived with, ate with, and drank with. Now, I'm just coming to this point. How can they look at him and say it's a spirit and get feared out of him? And see, they cry, they cry out of fear. And that's what the word says. When, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying it is a spirit. They cried out for fear. Do you understand what caused the situation? If you see what I'm asking you a question. How can a disciple who eats and drinks with you, how can they not recognize the master? Can you answer this question? Question. Can anyone write down what the Lord is trying to reveal? See, my point is we need to go deeper in the world. If we go deeper, we'll love it. And we'll enjoy every moment of it. And that's what we have here. Anyone else? Anyone else who, who has not written at all? Can you write down something? Don't worry whether it's right or wrong. There's nothing right or wrong. We all learn, okay? including me.
Now, my question is, if I look at from my perspective, okay, I'm not prepared anything on this. I'm just, I don't know why I'm really focusing on this, but the Lord is telling me, look at verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the, with waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, the root of all this was in verse 24. Fear had already come. Fear was speaking through the winds, through the sea, through the storm. Okay. So when fear starts speaking to you, what happens? Even if you see anything else, you cannot see other. Because when the eyes of fear are looking, what can you see? Can you see faith or can you see fear? When you're looking with the eyes of fear, what can you see? And this is important. This is the understanding. When you see with the eyes of faith, everything turns, even the things that are not for you turn in your favor because you can see the bright side of it. But when you are in that storm and if the devil shows you, he starts talking. And remember today what the Lord gave me just before this is that the devil is alive. He keeps lying continuously and he keeps telling you, look, you are in the middle. Where is your God? Nobody's here to save you. Do we always get this thought? There's no one who's going to save you now. Your Lord has forgotten you. He has left you alone. And you have to fend for yourself. That is your Jesus. And these are real thoughts that come. And he keeps talking. And you say, oh yeah, it's possible. And he shows you all the fears. Shows you everything on the sea. And now your eyes have focused on what? And now what is talking to you? Is it faith talking or is it fear talking? You've got to go very deep into understanding this. And you have to answer and reflect on it. It's not just me. I'm just reflecting on what I'm getting. The Lord is speaking to many of you. That's why I'm saying, can you type so that everyone can learn? So fear is talking. And that's great if fear is talking. But now, how do you come out of it? The Lord says, and, and look at verse 27, Jesus spake unto, spoke unto them saying, be of good cheer, it is me, do not be afraid. Now, does the Lord also tell us this thing? Do not be afraid, I have won this battle for you on the cross. If it's your sickness, he says, I already healed you. If it's in trouble, he said, I have taken you out of trouble. If you're crying for finance, he's saying, I already paid all your bills. I've already provided your needs. Why are you worried? Just seek me and my righteousness. All things shall be added unto you. If it's in your area of your relationships, he says, what I have joined, no one shall set aside. Now, if the battle belongs to the Lord, as you know, why should we fear? The question here is, when the word starts leaving us, fear starts growing. So there are two forces, the force of fear and the force of faith. And they are all depending on which one gets fed the most. Look at your own life. If the word starts depleting, the word is like a fuel in your spirit. If that starts coming down, then you'll realize slowly you being a born again Christian, being in Christ, being with the Holy Spirit, you will start seeing fear increasing. And this is the truth. And the moment it increases, the devil comes in and starts lying. Immediately, he starts his job of lying. Now, many times we don't believe, oh, gee, the devil is a liar. Okay? 
But I want to quickly go here from here to one uh, Revelations verse 21 verse 8. Two, two scriptures that the devil is a liar and we should have this inside us to know that once we hear the voice, any voice that is a suggestion saying, uh, do you think the Lord is there right now in your storm is a suggestion. A suggestion doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. Okay, and that puts you into trouble. You start getting focusing on the wrong things. You know this is the devil involved. Start rebuking. This is your time of spiritual warfare. <clears throat> Rather, did you say Revelation 21 verse 8? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Read about there are liars here, something about lies. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The idea is that you are the liars is the devil and that is his death that is going to take place when he is ultimately in the second coming of Christ. That is what's going to happen. Okay. I want another scripture, brother. Can you take me to 1 Timothy 1, 9 and 10? Take me to another scripture. It's a very similar scripture for the liars and the people who keep on lying. This is what happens to them. And this is the future of those people. And knowing yes. this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to share one thing. Remember one thing. Go back to our scripture. Can you take me back again to Matthew 14, 22, 30, 31? Um, I think the Lord wants me to focus on that. I just want to tell you one thing. At that point of time, at your lowest point, the devil does not come and say anything good. It takes you to a guilt path, talks about every area of your life that you are not successful, talks about all areas that you have lost on life and say, you could have done this, look at your friends, look at everything and makes those comparisons. And when you go through that path, you are walking alone. There's a lot of frustration. At this point of time, fear has become are very important. Everything that you see is negative. You start speaking negative. But remember the Lord comes in and speaks to you just through these 10 prayer meetings where someone comes and say, why don't you come and just attend? And the Lord says, be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. It is I. And I would say today the Lord is speaking to someone of you today who is listening. Do not be afraid to what storm that you are going through. Maybe outside you look perfect, but inside you, there's a storm going on. It could be in your finances. It could be in your relationship. It could be in your health. Maybe you're praying for someone who's very sick 
and you do not know what to do you do not know where to go you're going preacher to preacher priest to priest praying this prayer and that prayer it could be someone within our very prayer group or someone listening to me right now the lord is telling you be of good cheer it is i do not be afraid amen if you are getting it if this word is for you okay it could be any kind of storm in your life it could be any kind of storm it could be a storm that you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow it's a future storm storm or a fear that is coming which does not even you don't even know what is going to happen tomorrow fear is something that has never happened but you always take it as if it is real and that's the devil playing his role okay i just want to come to one thing here and peter answered him and said lord if it is you let me come unto thee on the water bid me to come he's telling me call me and allow me to come on the water now someone like us would say the same thing lord if it is you remember peter's faith peter was considered okay and peter was like jesus says you are peter on you will i build my church imagine who peter was and and peter saying i'm ready to come just just allow me just say lord bid me come unto thee on the water and then in verse 29 the lord said come okay this is the authorization spiritually given by god by jesus to you and me he is not saying come and walk on the water he is saying walk on top of your situation and that is what he is saying this is the level at spiritual understanding in the realm of the spirit he says you need to walk on top of your situation because i have conquered it are we getting this you can't walk under the situation on top of it and 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 when and when peter was you know and when peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the waters what's recorded in verse 29 to go to jesus now my point is can we walk on top of the situation how many of you believe that you have the authority like christ to walk on top of the situation this is what is the depth of it jesus authorizing and you obey the word of god is the authority and you obey jesus says these signs shall accompany believers he doesn't say anything this will accompany means they will follow a believer you will start seeing them in your life and when you you just do what it says you will see the result accordingly so he walked on the water to go to jesus but when he saw the winds now the first word in verse 30 is what i just want you to write that first word down if somebody has seen it who has got the first word in verse 30 
Okay, how many of us say prayers, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you with the authority, with whatever you're giving me. I know, Lord, you are the Lord God, Savior. Everything comes from you, nothing of me, everything of you. And Lord, I want to pray everything to you about all that you have done wonderfully. But now my question is, when you use a but in the prayer, what really happens to the top part of your prayer? Absolutely. Someone who wrote erased and washed off is absolutely correct. 100%. This is our biggest mistake as Christians when we pray. We pray the whole prayer from the start to the end. And at the end, we say, but, and we erase the first part. It's Imagine you're writing an exam for 100 marks and you come right up to the end and you tear the first part of that entire by saying, but means you tore that whole part of the paper. And now you got the little bit remaining. Would you pass the exam? How are we getting this? Understand it from an exam perspective. You're writing an exam. You wrote 95% of the exam and you use the word but means the first part gets erased straight away. Suppose the computer stops working. It's an internet. You're using that and the light goes off. You forget to save it. And you have actually spent that much time putting everything and now it is erased. What happens to our prayer? So, but is a word. Is a confident word? Is the word but? Hey, you're my best friend. But, you know, my question. If you use it in a statement, what happens to the first part of a statement? So the first part of your statement is null and void because you use the word but means now from now what I'm going to make is going to be my statement. The first part of my statement has no power or no value. The second part of my statement now whatever I'm going to say is, is what is God value. So the first part whatever you have said powerful as you are standing in the spirit with the authority going out and then use the word but and that's the end. And but when he saw the word boisterous, the wind boisterous. I think the word but itself is very, very strong there. That's why it's put in capitals. B is capital. Okay. He said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto you, you, little, you thou of little faith, where did thou doubt? It means the moment he changed this, the moment he changed his eyesight from Jesus and looked when he saw the wind boisterous. The question word is saw. Can you underline saw? You know, this is the main reason why we doubt. The moment you see what the devil shows you, that's when you move. That's when the prayer changes. Because now you're not looking at Christ. You're not looking at the word. The word is not running you. It is what you're seeing. Okay, is what's happening. That's why the spirit realm always say, start speaking and start speaking what you want to see. Do not speak what you see. Because what you see is not what God wants to show you. What God wants to show you is not even there in the physical realm. Okay. It is already there with your eyes of faith is what you see. People of us, he says, always be of good faith. Okay. Walk by the spirit. Okay. And, and the question here is, do we live our life of faith? Faith is see it in your mind, hold it in your hand and visualize it. That's what we always see 
unless until we do that we are never going to get our prayers answered in that realm of the spirit so what i got from this was the authorization was given peter the power of the situation god has god given us power over situations and when jesus says come he authorizes us yes absolutely brother okay peter this is very deep actually this is not just at surface level there's a lot more to it uh, okay if you look at it it doesn't matter whether you're in a financial physical or a relationship relationship storm okay whatever is raging you remember the authority that jesus gives in the name that name that you have is very very strong okay luke 10 19 gives you authority i we have done the authority scriptures but you know one thing that the lord wants to talk about today is in verse 25 and i want you to go through that word called the fourth watch can you underline me ni ignar sarvasta prachikade thevtenni yes so you can please unmute thank you what is the word fourth watch and what does that mean Yeah, according to you, what would be the fourth watch of the night? From what time to what time? Anyone? Absolutely, it's actually from three a.m. So let me say it. Okay, it's from three a.m. to six a.m. Okay. i want to just highlight this word fourth watch now in the realm of the spirit there's something connected with the word fourth watch and i want to share that today with you are we all wanting to learn this is not in my teaching but always we get something more you know that and it always happens at this time thank you jesus okay this is the most important because it's the last watch of the night it is from 3 to 6 okay 3 am to 6 am and and basically if you look at it it's the first watch in the morning if you look at it the early morning the fourth watch is very important because technically it's the last watch of the night and the watch is the time when all the satanic agents now this is in the realm of the spirit i'm going deeper who went out to perform the activities are returning back to their bases this is the time of the morning when the israelites were delivered from slavery in egypt okay the book of exodus chapters 12 and 14 these are different both chapters when you learn about this this is the time when jesus walked on the water to help the disciples who were caught in the storm This is the time to establish the course of your day by speaking God's word and breaking everything that would attempt to hinder his will for your life to manifest on the third day this again can take me to Psalm 19 verse 2 I'm going to go to explain to you another deep revelation of the word fort watch and how it is important to have an understanding of the word the fourth watch psalm 192 something different okay from what i'm teaching but remember this entire series is going to be powerful 
the Lord has brought up is a lot of revelation in the series. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. Can you take me an NIV in this one? Because it's very deep in this one. Let's get in NIV. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Okay, so day after day, they pour forth speech. Now, brother, you know, every morning you say you need to command your morning. Do you say that? Yes. Okay. Let me go to Matthew 24, verse 43. I want to teach you guys how to command your morning. It's again bonus part of what our teaching. It's not part of my direct teaching, but it's part of the scripture that we had called the fourth watch. And I want to go deep into the fourth watch. For the ones who are there, God bless all of you. You'll get something new today. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. Okay. I will just share one thing. And the early morning when you get up, okay, before like everyone gets up, maybe at five o'clock or 5.30 or early morning, especially during this fourth watch, anywhere between three and six that they say, this is the time actually for all the enemies plans that he's trying to strategize in your life where you abort it by using your very command over that situation. Okay, let me explain. It's a disciplined prayer watch for people who understand in the realm of the spirit what this means. Okay. <clears throat> for those who have power and training to wake up early in the morning and set the atmosphere for the day, but they speak by confessing or declaring how their day is going to be. Okay, using scripture over their day. Now, when the devil has a plan and wants you to go against you in that particular plan, you have to abort that plan by speaking God's word there. Okay, so this is the time for the enemies and plan and strategies to fail. So this watch is for gaining territory, establishing the spirit of prosperity and stopping the devil from hijacking any kind of blessings and favor that is God's favor upon your life. Okay, this prayer watch sets our day before it even begins. Many of us who start our day with a powerful like morning encounter, you have a, how many of you are blessed by morning encounter? I know Brother Asim has blessed so many of us. God has blessed him and God bless his ministry. That helps us. But I want to share something even more than that. When you command your morning, before you even wake up early morning, you command it and say, today, this day, I will see prosperity. I will see God's hand upon me. I will see Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Okay, I am like a tree planted by the streams of living waters. Okay, and I put wherever I am planted, my leaves shall not wither and whatever I touch will prosper today. Every deal that I'm working for will manifest and break through. Every person I need to will speak. Okay, the language I would like to hear. Now, when you speak and command the morning, it will obey you. Your day is set by what you do in the first part of the morning. This is purely spiritually in the spirit realm. 
this is where God has given us the maximum. Remember, Jesus always prayed by night and early in the morning. And this prayer watch sets our day before it even begins. This is an opportunity to set things in place before the devil and his demons have a chance to ruin it. Any kind of accidents, any kind of unnatural deaths, any kind of job losses, thefts, and other kinds of evils are stopped during this watchman intercessors or anyone who's a prayer warrior who prays, okay, obey the voice of the Lord and fills their morning with powerful prayers. It is very powerful to pray at this time. This is where you destroy that time of any kind of evil that is trying to come in. And that's why I share to all of you who are part of this prayer group, do not start your day without covering your whole family, your work, your job, your name, the people of your family, your house, your assets, every part of you and your being, your life, and the Holy Spirit, Brisbane prayer group, and their families in the precious blood of Jesus. Do not allow your morning to go out, getting up of that bed. And if you do not do this, I'm not here to tell you, warning you, but my question is, you are commanding the, the forces of evil to be away from your life. They have no authority over you because they know who you are in Christ. And one of the biggest reasons why we fail is because we have an identity crisis. We do not know who we are in Christ. The first thing that we know is sin consciousness. Tell me one thing. When you pray as a sinner, what will be your prayer? And when you pray as a righteousness in Christ, what is your prayer now? You know Jesus has redeemed me from the curse of the Lord. Jesus became a curse offering. Jesus himself was a sin offering. Then why should I worry about what it is? When God has said his prayer is answered, his prayer is answered. Are we getting this? So one thing is very clear. The identity crisis is what brings us to this point of not praying with confidence. I want to share one thing. If God has said you are healed or you are being redeemed or you are being cleansed of your entire sins of the past, you may have done a very bad sin. Okay, It could have been things that you don't even want to reveal or you don't even want to tell. It could have been something really bad. Okay, But my point is Jesus says, even if your sins are as red as scarlet, I make them as white as snow. Okay, brother, can you just go to some verses and then we'll connect this back again? Okay, God wants me to focus on the fourth watch. I don't know why, but yeah, let's let's connect this and come back again. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Okay, I'll read, brother. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. The Lord is saying this to you and me. Come now, Vivek. Come now, Russell. Let's settle the matter. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. My question here is, I'm only asking you one question. Whatever you have done in the past, is it erased? If God has forgiven you. And Jesus has paid that price and is forgiven. Question here is Hebrews 8.12. Let's go quickly to the scriptures. Brothers, sisters in Christ, hold on to scripture. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. When the devil comes to you, this is what you're going to show him back again. Point the scripture to him and say, this is what's written in the word. You've got to show him the word. 
For I will forgive their wickedness. However wicked you and I have been, wicked people, and will remember their sins no more. That's it. Erased. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah thirty-one verse thirty-four. Hold on to the scriptures, and we are going back to the fourth watch. so basically what the lord declares again the second part uh, for i will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more this is exactly the verse that we got in uh, hebrews 8:12 which was actually jeremiah 31 verse 34 and again taking me to hebrews chapter 10 verse 17 Okay, again, all these scriptures are for you and me. When the devil talks to us, this is what you show him. Then he adds, "Their sins and lawless acts, I will remember no more." What does all this say? It does it say that your sins are remembered forever, or does it say it has been erased forever? In the book of life, there is no sin. Whatever you may have done in the past, you may have done something which have broken all the ten commandments. We have broken all the ten. The Lord says, "I've erased all the ten, because you repented truly and came back into the house." Now, when you pray in the morning, I ask you and I request you to command your morning like never before. So, remember one thing: you're not praying as a sinner, but you're praying as a righteousness in Christ. One more scripture, brother. Take me to. It's coming to me right now. Romans eight two. Hold on to this one as well. Romans eight two. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free. Are we set free? Question is that. So we should truly know when we are praying and commanding our morning. This part should be out because if this is inside us, we can't command. You can't command when you are in fear. You say no, but the devil says, "What can you command? You only are in sin, and you are commanding." My question is there. Now the verse one is the most powerful verse in, in Romans eight one. It says, "Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." So you are not condemned for being in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit. who gives you life has set you free from the law of sin and that okay romans 8 1 and 2 okay this is what you need to hold on to uh, and have you got this yes and take me to one more scripture the lord has given me sorry jesus thank you lord 2 corinthians 5 21 the lord says you and i are the righteousness of christ as we before we go to commanding our morning and we will learn this thing okay because this is not part of my teaching but the lord is giving us something different yeah brother read god made him who had no sin to be sin for us 
so that in him we might become the righteousness of god now you're not praying as a sinner but you're praying because we are the righteousness of god are we getting this from which angle we are praying because we are in the righteousness of god it means we are in right standing with god because of christ who took our place he took our sin on the cross now my question is go back to the morning have you all got this brothers yes. and sisters in christ have you got this in someone reply if you have got this you command you command if the devil comes and says hey this sin happened 20 years ago this is what happened you say this is what i got as an answer to that sin it says in this word i given you all the words right in front now let's go back <clears throat> i want you to go through one scripture before that go through this again this is related to the morning watch job the book of job chapter 22 was 27 and 28 you will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows what you decide on will be done and light will shine on your ways the light will always shine on your ways and what you decide on will be done you will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows okay the lord has been really straightforward here you will pray and he will hear you and he will fulfill your vows beautiful and the lord is going to listen to our morning when we make this prayer it's going to be a different uh, realm that we are going to get into thank you jesus thank you and praise you jesus i just want to share this one thing which the lord is giving me right now is that this entire prayer group is prosperous i want to share one thing with you and i prophesy in this group in the name of jesus that there'll be no poverty in this group put an amen to that you will never see a day of poverty in your life i have prophesied this in the name of jesus no poverty will come to anyone in this group everyone who says amen you will not see poverty in your life you will only see the hand of god he, he will bless whatever you have and always increase it and i pray this prayer over everyone here who is listening sometimes at the last the blessing comes and this is directly from the anointing body ghost because jesus has taken away the poverty curse and and he has given us the blessings of prosperity i tell you this whoever has put an amen there you will not see poverty in your life god will turn that day into a blessing you will always have plenty because that curse of poverty remember this words of mine the curse of poverty was taken by jesus on the cross and he has given his prosperity to you so your family will always be fed there will always be food on your table there will always be ways in which god will get blessings in your house be it financial i don't even pray financially i pray for every area financially health as well as prosperity with your relationships with all that you do everything will turn for your good all glory to god this is how beautiful the lord is this is what he gave me right now thank you jesus thank you jesus Okay, take me to Proverbs ten twenty two. I'm taking that with verses which the Lord has given me. He's given me random verses, so I'm just taking all this. 
the blessing of the lord brings wealth without painful toil for it amen let the blessings of the lord bring wealth to all who are there part of this prayer group wealth not just in our financials but in every area especially the spiritual wealth many of us just ignore that part holy said brother spiritually if we are strong we are strong in every area of our life you know yes amen and that is important remember this and this is very very important for us as well okay uh again one one verse is coming uh, brother take me to 3 john chapter 2 again god talks of prosperity you know see this is how god blesses suddenly he tells you that you are blessed and i tell you this prayer group that i have said it i have spoken this words this will come to pass in your life amen this is a prayer for all of us as well let's put an amen to this after brother reads it dear friend i pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well i probably read it from the king james version that one is yeah. better this, this is just a verse that came to me right now so i'm just giving this verse to you put an amen and take it this is about health and about wealth imagine the lord speaking this i'm teaching on something something else coming up you know fourth watch and <laughs> totally again and this is how the lord works praise god yeah take from king james beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth how many of you want this he's talking about prosperity not in health he's saying your soul will prosper okay your soul will prosper means in every area of your life not just in one area every area of your life you'll be a blessing to the nations that's what the lord wants us to be thank you jesus so when i <clears throat> thank you lord thank you jesus whoever is putting amen i'll wait for you so that you take it claim it remember in the in the kingdom of god it's all about putting amen and taking it we pray for somebody else and someone else says take the amen they get the blessing it's not one one just one thing it is unlimited whoever it's your faith you're connecting and just taking it amen thank you jesus so this is the time for angelic activity in in the early hours of the day okay this is the time for angelic activity intervention and the time for blessings from heaven this is when it happens first thing in the morning when we pray the lord hears our prayers and sends his angels to work on our behalf remember consecrate all the work for the day and pray for protection for god's people throughout the day and this is what you need to keep praying at all times we should be praying this because this is what will uh, you know impact our day now when you command your day remember take up certain scriptures of the day okay i always shared with you you could take up deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 to 14 if you take me deuteronomy chapter 28 brother you may say uh, yeah go there in a i confess boldly there are a lot of scriptures of blessings choose those scriptures make a small blessing tablet for yourself and pray it over your life and your family okay like you can always use this deuteronomy 28 okay what i'm sharing today is going to be a blessing in your life if you actually put this to practice first thing in the morning uh, it shall come to pass that if thou shall hear god's voice the voice of the lord to obey and do his commandments a command thee this day the lord thy god will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth and this is what the word of god says 
and these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee how, how many of you would like blessings to overtake you imagine what what god's blessing is not man's blessing god's blessing is not man's blessing and he's not talking of blessings coming to you saying overtake you imagine somebody rushing running your race when we look at other people running ahead of us we feel something but here the lord says i will run the blessing of my life will run ahead of you you ask for one you will get 100 you ask for 10 you will get 1000 so this is god's multiplication formula you don't ask for he asks for you ask for something and he gives you more than you can even ask or imagine it's nothing but efficiency 320 again in our life so you can bless yourself with efficiency 320 uh, in your own life when you pray that so bless thou that you are in the city bless that shall be thou in the field you can always come down okay uh, come down to the the lord shall cause the enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thee they shall come against you in one way and they shall flee in other seven ways the lord shall command the blessing upon thee and thy storehouses and your storehouses could be your bank your your job your your business and and whatever your you know their hand is unto you shall bless thee in the land which the lord thy god has given thee so and here if you see they all are blessings you know and if you see verse 13 says you shall always be the head and not the tail now who is the head god always wants us to be the head not the tail and you should only be above not beneath you know this how beautiful it is god is saying i only want you to be above and not beneath and you know many of us christians do not realize this but we pray and pray father jesus please please make me at least survive lord please make me survive you know what's the next topic the lord was talking to me and today i was just looking at and said lord what do i teach next about this and he's saying are you thinking big enough as a christian as someone in christ are you thinking big enough and praying for something that's beyond you because when you manage to pray what you can do that's only this much you're allowing the god that you have is like a frog in the well because we are the well we are in the well and that's our faith god is saying expand that horizon do things that you never even thought of that's when you're moving in faith that is that gigantic leap of faith which god is expecting us to have in christ doing something beyond what we are talking about and this does not come by just having jesus please help me this prayer should end you know what was in my teaching today i want to share this part as well uh, you know it is totally unscriptural to actually pray um yeah here this god is definitely in the business of coming through with well time help right when you need it but praying from a position of trying to get god to do something for you is unscriptural and demonstrates unbelief i'll share this why because at another level as a believer and in the realm of the spirit the believer's authority requires faith in what jesus has already done okay and a firm belief that everything you are currently need in the natural realm is simultaneously in existence in the realm of the spirit okay you bridge the gap between the two realms through your faith and words by acknowledging what is already in existence through and by Christ Jesus and remaining steadfast in declaring that it belongs to you you pull it out of the spirit realm into the natural realm this is how the, you get god's promises to manifest in your life how are we getting this 
for people who never got it, I want to read it again because it, when it when I was preparing, this really touched me. Okay, I hope people are really getting this. Okay, this is this is superb. Now I would start from here. How many times have you had a financial? Let's take one part. Okay, financial challenge, and you asked God to do something about it. You needed a miracle, and you cried, begged, and pleaded. How many of you have done it? I have done it. Rasi, have you done it? Okay. Yes, I have. Okay, Lord, please, please, please. I need money to pay the bill. I need, I need money to pay the fees. I need money to. I just need money, Lord. Please help me. I beg of you. I will. I will kneel. Now I also have done it, so I know. But I'm trying to share why this series is powerful because where we are heading to, and I was just giving you a glimpse because I went into the fourth watch to teach about that. That when you start your day, command it to work, and that atmosphere will start working according to your command because you have released your faith. Now my point here, how it says is. when you have a financial challenge and you need a miracle all of us have begged cried pleaded with god and even prostrated and done whatever cried all tears done navinas done everything kept on praying do the miracle prayer one hour first one hour second hour don't fast do this that okay we are doing everything possible to have god say lord please please now my point here is if you really truly understand the word of god and you're truly in the spirit and you're truly a believer of christ and you're born again in the spirit then this is actually not scriptural brother are you getting me this is really powerful but it's it's important for me to share this yes okay and why it is unscriptural because it demonstrates unbelief you are not and i am not believing in what jesus has done because he said it's finished on the cross and he's not going to do it again so what we are saying the believer's authority requires faith in what jesus has already done he has already done it how do you pluck it out of the spirit realm and bring it in the physical realm this is where your faith and the your, your i confess becomes powerful so this is what i'm reading again the believer's authority requires faith in what jesus has already done and a firm belief that everything you currently need in the natural realm or the physical realm is simultaneously in existence in the spirit realm are we getting this till here at least yes somebody wants a job it's already in the realm of the spirit now the question is how are you going to pull it out from the realm of that spirit into this realm somebody who is praying for a wife or a husband your husband or wife is already there in that realm of the spirit god has already put him there for you how are you going to get him out from that realm into this realm is is important the realm of the spirit is unseen realm yes you are absolutely right but the point is when we beg and plead we are actually not doing it rightly okay i also do it times when you you become in such a situation where you have to keep on blagging pleading please lord have mercy lord please please but you don't realize one thing it's not scriptural god wants us to be expecting things and holding on in faith it's our hope that matters a lot in that state when we know tough now hebrews 11 one tells now faith is a substance you know faith is a substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen this is how we hope for it but the point here is you bridge the gap between the two realms through your faith and words by acknowledging what is already in existence through and by Christ Jesus and remaining steadfast in declaring that it belongs to you now suppose something is yours okay and somebody comes and says who is this what will you say rasi if it is yours what you will say yes it belongs to me 
you will confidently say right it's mine yeah. i'm it's mine yeah. if somebody says no mine is mine now in the realm of the spirit it doesn't matter who says it there is no there's no one thing are we getting this in in the physical realm if somebody says i i've got to give you something you say oh we are just mine so the one person can give it to one person but in the realm of the spirit there is unlimited are we getting the blessing is not a limit it's an unlimited blessing when we are going into that realm and asking god and saying lord it's mine it's my blessing i receive it it's mine thank you lord for is giving it to me i receive it i receive it i receive it i thank you i thank you i thank you i thank you and you hold on to your thank yous and praise you and thank you and praise you it is mine and the moment you do that what you are basically doing is by acknowledging what is already in existence through and by christ jesus and remaining steadfast in your declaring that it belongs to you you pull it out of the spirit realm into the natural realm and this is how you get the promise of god to manifest are we getting this yes this is very powerful brother and sisters and guys extremely powerful it shook me and i tell you this this whole teaching is all about this and this is just a glimpse of what i'm teaching the fourth watch was just part of a little bit of a teaching but every part of this is going to make our prayer life into the next level it is not going to be in this level you will learn how to snatch things out of the realm of the spirit and pull it in the physical realm and say it is mine because god has to give you if he has mentioned he cannot back up on his word or go behind because it is yours and this is how people will get healed of cancers this is how people who are dead will come back to life this is how people you know people will start moving to the another realm <clears throat> and i'll tell you one thing we are not living that life as a christian as believers because we are still in the asking phase are we getting this we are asking and pleading but the very people who have understood god's word and who know what god has done don't even need to ask because they know that is theirs and they hold steadfast to it and say and you know what god is trying to teach me and what the lord is saying do not ask for things that are within your control ask for things that are imaginable big start thinking big and asking for things that are beyond you because that's when faith comes in because you know it beyond you are we getting this yes unless we start thinking big and moving into that realm of asking things that are beyond us that's when we don't start seeing small things that's when our life starts changing and that's when the faith realms start changing now if the word is in you you will understand this this whole teaching brothers and sisters in christ is really very powerful as i go through every word of this entire teaching every underlining every word every word makes so much sense to me i feel like holding on to every word okay i just want to go through one word uh, take me to 89 verse 34 psalm 89 34 and this is important 89 verse 34 psalm 89 verse 34 i just i just want to share one thing with you is that once we start learning to activate our faith like this and start speaking you will be a warrior in Christ you will not get scared of what the devil shows you because you know nothing you see is in existence with your physical eyes it has all to be plucked out of the realm of the spirit into the physical and that is how you will operate nothing that you see here is in existence it doesn't exist 
yeah, read this and hold on to this in your prayer also. If somebody uses this in their prayer, I tell you, God has to answer that prayer. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. How powerful is it, brother? Very powerful. The word of God says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. If it's gone out of my lips, I will not alter it. It means if God has said it, he does it. And if the covenant he has made, you and I are part of that covenant of blessings, by the way. He spoke this to Abraham and that blessing is upon you and me. We should be understanding this. And that's why the last thing we learned last time that we can't grow beyond our knowledge of what we have to do. I tell you, if you and I get this whole teaching of the spiritual laws and spiritual authority in us, you and I are not going to be the same. I know I also want to get into deeply into this so that uh, we live this kind of life. Anyone being blessed by these teachings? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, anyone? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So, so what we are going to learn is something really powerful and our learning is all, all based on what, how we are going to pluck things out of the realm of the spirit. Now, what we learned today and what I want to give you today as a takeaway and over the next Christmas season is that whatever we have asked for is there in the spirit realm. You ask for a blue color car, it's already there in that realm of the spirit. Okay, I'm just giving this example. How you pluck it out from the spirit realm and bring it in the physical is your connection of your faith and your declaration. These are two things that matter. Your faith and your declaration. Now you believe Christ has already done it. This is one word that will always be there because it says, brother, which verse is this? Is, is this in, is King James or what are you doing? Yeah, this is King James. Can you give me NIV also? Let's let, let make it simpler and see how God speaks this word. Now we just underline this verse in your prayer, okay? I really got this is a hidden gem. For someone who loves the word of God, you should be having a wow. Okay? Yeah, brother, read this. I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. How many of you are putting a wow on this? Would really understand what I'm saying, actually. Praise God if you just say that or so. If you understand what I'm saying, he's saying that I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. So if you go to God with this and say, Lord, you have said in verse 34 of 89 that you will not violate your covenant or not alter what your lips have said. This is what my lips have professed and this is what I see, Lord. I will come. This is mine. I claim it in the name of Jesus and I receive it. And I tell you, this is why it is important. As I share this with you, I'm, you know, you may be thinking, brothers, you're gone fully crazy. But what the Lord has put in my heart, and I have always shared this before with my others, that one day I'll be raising the dead. It sounds crazy, but I've spoken this to Brother Russell sometimes. And you know what? He said, you've got to move that way. And, and I've got that prayer of, the point is everywhere in, in, in Matthew chapter, he says, raise the dead, correct? He, he uses this word that you will preach my gospel, heal the sick. And he also says, you will heal the sick, drive out demons, raise the dead. Now, my point is, spiritually dead are there. But do you know one thing? God can come. There are some people who die before their time. 
I want to share this very important thing with all my brothers and sisters in Christ so that you know one thing. There are and there is a spirit of death that takes people before their time. Are you aware of this? And I want you to know one thing. This happens when we do not know the word. I share this with you. That's why when I was writing the I confess boldly, when I was writing this I confess boldly, the Lord wanted me to put that in. The, the you know, Psalms 118, uh, what is the scripture, brother? It's moving out of my list. It's written, I will not die. 118 verse 17. 118 verse 17. And I'll tell you, brothers and sisters in Christ, use that scripture. It says, it is written, I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done for me. And I, you know, because you live, I live. This is in the book of John chapter, I think the book of John chapter 14. Is it 14, brother? If, because you live, I live. Uh, Some in John 14 it is. And you receive it and keep saying this, okay? So that no spirit can come here, rebuke it and throw it out of you. Do not allow the spirits to start operating. For people who realize what I'm saying, the spirits are wicked and they don't want us to prosper. And that's why when you wake up in the morning, cover your family and everyone with the precious blood of Jesus. Okay? Do not let the day go by. Yeah. Yeah. I will not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. This is a very important scripture. And this is actually a testimony of a person who was actually killing himself. And he got a phone call when he was just going to do it. And then he was so frustrated, the phone call, he picked up the phone. And, and that person on the other line said, brother, don't do what you're doing. I have a scripture for you. And then this was the scripture. I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. That, that man gave his life to Christ and then you know, he became, he was blessed. His actual testimony, a life test, real testimony. This was that scripture. I, I tell you, the spirit laws are real. What we speak, because we are spirit and we have to remember, we have to be in one spirit. And Brother Russell always stresses on this because we are part of a powerful prayer group. The anointing is upon each and every one of us. Okay, the first thing the devil will try to tell you is to leave the prayer group because the moment you're out of the prayer group, you're in his hand now. Till then, the anointing is holding you strong. God is there. We all are praying for one another. Let's close in prayer. And I hope you've been blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Brother, can we say this? I am yes. a disciple of Christ. I am a disciple of Christ. It is given me by God. It is given me by God. To know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. To know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. I am a disciple of Christ. I am a disciple of Christ. He has given me the gift of supernatural insight. He has given me the gift of supernatural insight. To unravel heavenly mysteries. To unravel heavenly mysteries. Therefore, from now on. Therefore, from now on. No mystery shall be too tough for me to absorb. No mystery shall be too tough for me to absorb. Lord, I ask specifically. Lord, I ask specifically. To open my understanding. To open my understanding. To the fantastic ministry of angels. To the fantastic ministry of angels. Open my understanding. Open my understanding. To the mystery of the activity of angels. To the mystery of the activity of angels. Help me to appreciate their presence. Help me to appreciate their presence. Consciously on my side at all times. Consciously on my side at all times. And in all my affairs from today. And in all my affairs from today. Spirit of the living God. 
spirit of the living god quicken my understanding quicken my understanding enlarge my understanding enlarge my understanding grant me extra insight grant me extra insight that i may be able to comprehend all that matters to me that i may be able to comprehend all that matters to me as contained in your holy book as contained in your holy book i make this prayer i make this prayer in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus amen, amen. and and as we close i just uh, i just pray let's let's connect okay let's stretch out your hands and let's 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 pray in one way as one family father in the name of jesus i come into agreement with all all my brothers and sisters in christ in matthew 18 19 you say where two or three are gathered in your name there you are in the midst in verse 20 and you're in verse 19 you say lord when any of you ask anything in spirit lord where two of us ask anything in one spirit and believe that in the name of jesus we ask something from deepest in our heart the father in heaven will do it yes father in the name of jesus we come in agreement and lord we place those intentions right now believing that you have answered them with that faith we come to you brothers and sisters whatever your intention is just put it up to the lord right now and we agree that your prayer be answered be it financial be it health be it relationship be it your spiritual life be it a job be it a good partner be it the person who wants to conceive and get a child spring for a child be it a person who is in a foreign land in a jail or in a, in in some kind of prison let them be free and released back to their homeland someone who's having pressure at their workplace that person causing that pressure be transferred in that out of that department person wanting a new job getting that new job person wanting blessings in their finances for their finances to be blessed we also for praying for children to accept jesus christ as lord and savior so that they come in the faith at a young age they come back in the faith and their life is blessed forever father in jesus name i pray that every of these needs of my brothers and sisters in christ is answered as we agree in matthew 18 19 and you have always heard the prayer of agreement yes lord i know i know and i know lord that you answered up there all glory to you lord every glory goes to you none of the glory belongs to us it's all to you lord nothing's of me everything's of you all glory belongs to you in jesus mighty name we pray amen i wish all of you a merry christmas and a happy new year because the next session is only going to be in the new year but we have our morning encounters so god bless all of you and please keep me in prayer keep our ministries and everyone in prayer and please share this teaching with someone if someone you would like to bless somebody god bless all of you thank you brother russell thank you everybody good night from everyone thank you brother vivek yeah bye